Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Thank you for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. Just want to welcome you in here to today's episode. Uh, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You're going to see that the, the, the book of Corinth takes a little bit of a turn here as to uh, what Paul is going to be dealing with and handling here in this text. Uh, we have Dennis with us for this week, and we had him here last week as well, so I hope you've enjoyed it uh, and look forward to today's conversation. Uh, so Dennis, as we, we look at this, uh, the open question for people to get to know you a little bit and your story and such. What is the kindest thing that anyone has ever done for you? Um, yeah, it's, it's not one of those hard questions, you know. It's just so many things. And, and uh, uh, <clears throat> again, go back to uh, First Wesleyan Church. And uh, as a new believer— Steve Wingfield was the on-fire evangelist. Mm -hmm. His brother, Wayne, was the discipler. And, uh, of course, we were were in our early 20s. And there was about six or eight of us that came to know Christ right then. So, you know, you can imagine the excitement that that Mm -hmm. brings into a fellowship of 35, 40, 50, 60-year-old people, you Mm -hmm. know. So... Um, I think Dwayne Wingfield was was kindness exemplified in the flesh mm-hmm. uh, because he he loved us further into the kingdom and loved us into discipleship. I mean, uh, you'd have to know the man to I can't explain it to him, but he always had a big laugh and he always just give you a, a huge sideways hug and was just always thrilled. To see you, and I mean, he was in your corner all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, so it wasn't just one particular act of kindness; it was the lifestyle mm-hmm. of kindness that mm-hmm. he showed. I think it might even make more of a profound impact on someone would be a lifestyle of kindness versus an act of kindness. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know, that's in schools. I see all the time, you know, I spoke at a chapel at a school today, and that's what, you know, do one act of kindness today, and it's like, maybe our mindset shouldn't be an act of kindness, but a lifestyle of kindness. Yeah. yeah. You know, I get hung up. Oh, I don't want to get off track, but, you know. Yeah, we're going to get back on track. No, I'm just kidding. Let's no, go ahead. <laughs> I kind of I get uh, stiff-armed they mm. do do one act of kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm. we are to be kindness. Yeah. You know, and it's not a matter of doing it. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that one's free. Good word. All right, we'll just close up shop right here, and then uh, uh, we'll go to First Corinthians chapter 6 tomorrow. Just kidding. <laughs> well, as we hop in here, uh, First Corinthians chapter 5, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit just revealed to you, you illuminated, and uh, uh, that you wrote down for this text? Verse 1 again. You know, I guess everybody thinks I'm lazy because <laughs> as soon as I get into the first, first verse. I ain't got to read anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> First Corinthians five verse one. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that is not tolerated even among the pagans. For a man has his father's wife. Mm, explain, explain what's kind of going on in this crazy church. Well, 
you know, there again, I, you know, Paul was putting out all these fires, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's kind of confounding to to read this part of it, but you know, nothing's changed. We're all humans, but you know, the thing that just really stands out, you know, in Corinth with the Greeks and all, and you know that. You know, they turned to God into whatever made them feel good mm-hmm. or whatever pleasure was. Well, we'll this mm-hmm. will be our worship. Mm-hmm. And this became a sin that uh, not only was talked about in the secular culture, but uh, was, you know, pretty close to offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Paul says, you know, that. Not even it's tolerated. Not even tolerated among the pagans, mm-hmm. and and then you know, I think, well, you know, golly, how how did this how does this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mind boggling, mm-hmm. but it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even when, when I look at this, one of the things that I see is like a slippery slope of sin, and there's an aspect to it um, that. Morality. I think that due to us, every mankind being made in the image of God, we have a conscience to us. It doesn't require us to be born again. It doesn't require us to have a relationship with Jesus for us to have a conscience. And the more that we sin before or after Christ, the more our conscience is seared, uh, the less that it feels. Uh, and one of the things that I think that when we see in the culture, and you said it like, you know, humanity has been the same for thousands of years now. Uh, but I do think that our conscience has gotten more and more seared in the sense of like, um, when you just look at specifically in sexually immoral sins, like what once was, you know, like we, we that's just, no one does that is now like, not even just accepted generally, but is praised. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you must praise this person for doing these, these acts and such. And, you know, it's, I definitely want to be careful with our words here and because we want to love people. We want to speak truth and grace to them, uh, be graceful towards them in that sense. But, um, but it's just interesting that when you do look at this, Paul, like Paul's even saying, Hey, even the pagans have a line that they drew somewhere. Yeah. Right. And it seems like today in our culture, that line is nowhere. It's just like, yeah, yeah, we just, we just, we just go from one thing to the next. And uh, I will recommend a podcast called Theology in the Raw if you'd like to have more conversations about this. He he discusses a lot in regards uh, sexual sins and things of of where that line, how our culture, and uh, even in the UK and such, how things are going. Highly would recommend. I'll put that in the show notes for you to below. Anyone that wants to hop in there. Um, so in that, so how do you begin to apply? What do you think is a principle of application uh, from a, a text like this in your life or in people's lives? What kind of believer? How should we begin to live? Well, uh, you know, like I said, you and I talked off off mic a few minutes ago about, you know, all of a sudden I realized it was kind of a kind of a theme in what showed up, and you were saying how that has been showed up in the past, and mm-hmm. and you know, and having think thought about that, uh, <clears throat> again we come back to the the foundations of the church in Corinth. Yeah. And what looks like what happened there, and, and I, I started thinking about the um, the interview you and I had on stage, and mm-hmm. how I've studied for and pronounced for weeks the word antimonism, <laughs> you <laughs> yep. know, yep. and and that is you know rampant back then, and it is now. And to me, I think that maybe explains some of this. 
is you know they were they were you know just the beginnings of the foundation of the gospel, and Jesus died to pay pay for it all. Jesus' blood covers mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. you know, and and then <clears throat> if you run with that without proper understanding or teaching, you know, you can get to the point where you know there's no repentance. Mm required mm-hmm. i can do what i want and you know presume upon the blood of christ time and time again thinking well i can really do what i want to do because mm-hmm. this jesus has died and paid mm-hmm. paid for everything mm-hmm. yeah it reminds me of what paul says to the church in rome he says uh should we continue to sins or grace may, may abound even more and it's like <laughs> no it shouldn't yeah it should not yeah, yeah to me so that kind of you know, maybe shed some light on maybe, you know, all the issues they were having and not to mention probably the, you know, some of the Jews, uh, jealous Jews that maybe saved or trying to inject, mm-hmm. other, you know, other things into some weak spots in the foundation that Paul laid. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, did, did the Holy Spirit give you anything to personally respond to in this text? Uh, and, and again, if, you know, we I just talked about the... Uh, the trend, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, back then they didn't have the scriptures, and and it was delayed time uh, when they. I think, I think there's a couple places where Paul says, "Well, this is response to your questions." Yeah, yeah. You know, so they're asking questions, but who knows mm-hmm. how long it takes to get back? So uh, for us, it's a matter of knowing and being grounded in. The foundations, the the milk foundations of the word, and work to the the uh, meat mm-hmm. and real truth mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to uh, avoid these pitfalls. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow in First uh, Corinthians chapter six. 